overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening, and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I am doing well, although I think I am not thriving as a summer mom. No, why? Because last night I was like, oh, tomorrow is the last day that I have a single digit daughter because tomorrow is my daughter's 10th birthday, my third daughter. And I was like, we're going to go do something fun. And so what fun was, was me watching a movie in the middle of the day, something I never do. And also my children watching their screens for entirely too long. I don't even want to say the time into the microphone. So I'm not thriving. I'm gone. I've gone so full wait, 80s. So you think, wait, you think you're full 80s because you watched a movie in the middle of the day with your kids? Well, it's not I, something so, I normally do. Sometimes I can't even with you. <laughs> I'm like, like, I don't even... Laura, we did it I, do paper mache crafts or sidewalk I was, chalk. You're like this is going. This is I'm. This is making me like flashback to like COVID mom times where Laura was the COVID mom that was doing like paper mache projects and chalk art with her kids, and I was Elmo apocalyptic fire. <laughs> And, and and when Kyle was trying to make me make a schedule, a homeschool schedule for Hank, I was like, what even matters? <laughs> like, no, there's no way those teachers are checking that. We're, we're done with school. Lydia can pass or not pass seventh grade. Hank can pass or not pass third grade. The, the, a meteor is going to strike anymore. the earth. Like, okay, I, that's the space I was living in. So like, and then I, when, one, of my, one of my favorite podcast moments, Laura... I think this was first season when Leanne Turner came on and we walked out of this room and Lydia was in the hall. It was 1030 at night. Lydia was in the hallway in the pantry grabbing a fistful of Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) Anyway, I think Leanne's children go to bed at a normal time and my kids in the summer live as if as among as as among a frat house. You know, like, I'm not saying Lydia didn't eat some of those Sour Patch Kids, but she was getting those Sour Patch Kids to do something fun for her brother, was what it ended up being. She was putting them in balloons and blowing them up and putting them in his room. Yes, but that's true. Which is but, equally weird to be happening at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, uh, and while that is true, also on, that was Monday night. On Tuesday night, she was just eating Sour Patch Kids. Okay, like... <laughs> There's a lot. When we buy Sour Patch Kids here, we buy them in a five pound bag. Mm-hmm. So that's Y'all don't just, mess around. We don't, we're not, we're not like, maybe we'll have one of these like single sized ones to share with our family. It's like, no, I get a six pound bag of gummy bears. Like, Well, my goal today anyway, was so to do like to Splash say, Pad or the Zoo or something that I used to do when I had little littles. Yes. And I instead said, everybody just go watch something. Is it maybe yeah. because it was one hundred and 
billion degrees I did take outside. a picture before this that my car said it was 114. Okay. I know it wasn't. I mean, I but- think you can let yourself off the hook. Like, many nights, I'm like, I hope that, like, Hank isn't in another room alone watching a show while we are in another room alone watching a mm-hmm. show, and we should be playing cards, and then it's just, that's not what, we didn't play cards. So you get it. Okay. That's kind of how I, mean, I felt. Okay. But then I just didn't push through that feeling, and I was like, but me watching this feels better. Yeah. Than me watching the show about a dog. True. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got it. We just we do the best we can, but I'm just saying your best is usually better than mine. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. I don't think that's true, but I do love the summer, and I am enjoying being around my kids more. I am looking forward to this is my tie-in, the end of the summer where we have the women's brunch. Yes. August nineteenth. I did not totally tell you this, but I have a confirmed person that said they would do it. Hot dog, me too. Yes, so we have at least two. And I I have a musical guest, so I'm excited about I'm that. I'm very excited about that as well. Um, it, it will be at Slate. 200 people. Yes, we get, we have room for 200 people. Um, it is from 10 to 2. No, no 10, 10 to, to 12. 10 to 12. Yeah, exactly. And um, my mom's coming. She is? Yeah. That's exciting. She is. Come on, Gala. She said, you better tell me when those tickets go on sale because it sold out last year. Yeah, I know. So when they go, I think we're I think we're, we're aiming to have them go on sale maybe July 9th. So just prepare your hearts, get ready, get your tickets. And we look forward to having you there. And it um, we'll have like a panel of three women and it'll be kind of similar format to what we do tonight. So we hope you can join us. But we have a very special guest tonight. Very special, and I'm very excited because she is a lovely person, an easy person to talk to. Yes, it is Abby. Oh, what? you just got nervous about saying her last Abby name. Abby Dunnigan. Oh, I know. Got it. I got it. it I, wanna, I don't know if you know this, but I sometimes refer to you as Abby Donahue. <laughs> that works, too. It feels very kind People of People would know who you're or, talking about. Well, you it, also, what did you think my husband's name was? Oh, what did I, Tommy? <laughs> And you were calling oh, him that name. But he's not Tommy. But he's what's not his Tom- name? Ryan. Ryan. I almost <laughs> so said that. Close. I'm like, oh, I said, but what's funny is that I remember what I think his name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even, and so I, how I discovered it wasn't his name was when I was working at the check-in counter in children's <laughs> ministry behind him. And I'm like, Tommy, Tommy, hey, Tommy. And he's not, not responding. responding. So rude. He's not turning around. And then I was like, Abby, what's your husband's name? And she's like, Ryan. And I was like, oh, that tracks. Like, that makes <laughs> not Tommy. <laughs> not Tommy. So You were feeling really bad I for Abby like, in that moment. Why doesn't he listen? I'm like, is he deaf? I'm like, does he need Selective. Hearing? Yeah. Selective I'm like, hearing. Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Golly, now I'm going to think his name. I'm thinking no, it's Tommy. It's, but does know he kind of look like a Tommy? Does he, he look like a Tommy to you? Well, here's what he looks like. What? And I've actually made this joke behind your back. Oh, okay. Ryan is like Kaylin uh-huh. and does not age. It It's kind of true, except for his hair color. And Kaylin too. Wider. And Kaylin's yeah. going to have gray dreads before yeah. too long. And I find an unhealthy amount of joy in that it's, because it's the only thing on him that's, that's aging. aging. Yeah. And so I think that Ryan is really similar because he has like kind of the Ralph Macchio, like perpetual baby face thing going on. It's a blessing and a curse for sure. Yeah. Like in the business world, he's like 
I want to just look older. Like, People well, treat me like I'm 23. Helping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the older or like the more gray hair he gets, it's actually better. He's like embracing career. it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Well, Abby, we're so glad you're here. Thanks I I have, um, I, I don't know you as well as I want to know you, mm-hmm. but I have long known that I want to know you better. Mm-hmm. Likewise. So yeah. I'm so excited that you're here. Abby and I work together like in children's ministry check-in. I am like, a, I'm the desk person, which is basically the greeter, but Abby mm-hmm. checks people in. But so we get to visit, um, we get to visit with, when we're working in children's ministry, much to sh- uh, Dawn's chagrin. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, just do your job, guys. Yeah. 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 Just, people are waiting. Could you, could you like. Maybe do the, the thing that the you said that you were going to. Yeah, okay. I know that's yeah, crazy. But, I, but I'm I'm teasing Abby about her leather pants <laughs> that she can't wear anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't. I mean, at this, it's so hot. And it, I know. I want to see you. In, I want to see you in this hundred degree weather in those leather pants. Oh, I. Well, they. I'm also at the time of this podcast four and a half months pregnant. Six? No, five. I don't know how far along it is. You're pregnant, pregnant and it's number four. And so yeah. like that means that you probably popped out before you even knew you were pregnant. That might have been why yeah. you're like, am I pregnant? Well, or is this like, did I have a hamburger? People like, keep asking. They're like, how many months are you? I'm like, I don't know. But I'm 22 weeks. So I can say like, I know that much. Okay. Um, so the, the leather pants are, would be definitely be a no-go right okay, now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also it, it would be really gross. Yeah. 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 Like Ross. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> exactly what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, why don't you kind of give us a, a, a brief five-minute history of Abby? How did you become a Christian? If that's a brief five-minute story, ooh, ooh, how did you? Come, up. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just. How did you end up at DBC? You know, just the generals. Um. Well, I'll do the how I ended up at DBC because that's maybe a quicker answer, sure. and then go back to how I became a Christian. Um. Well, we ended up at DBC because we had. We were living in North Dallas in the Spring Creek neighborhood and had gone to the village, but actually gone to the Plano campus because it was before they had opened Mosaic. So there wasn't like a good halfway point. There was either like Plano. Is Mosaic part of the village? I think they it's like an it. offshoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like but I, I don't think it's affiliated okay. with them. It Yeah, it's an offshoot. It, it wasn't ever like... Like a church plant, but it's a... Yeah, yeah it's it wasn't ever Chandler animal. on the screen. Yeah. It was its own thing, yeah, but gotcha. people from the village started. Yeah, so we were like directly in between both the Northway campus and the Plano mm-hmm. campus. And we would go to the Plano campus. And we had young kids at the time. Our oldest two are 18 months apart. And so... Like childcare really matters, you know, at that juncture. And you're like, just got to get there. I, my husband is a morning person and I'm not. So we'd be driving there and we'd be late because it would be my fault. And I really mean that. I'm not like just saying that passive aggressively towards him. <laughs> um, and we like, we wouldn't talk in the car the whole drive there because we were like, we got to get there to get our kids in childcare. We got to get there. And so, we, so he was stressed because being late might mean you not might not get your kids yeah. In I mean, care. if you don't get there like a full thirty minutes before, you wouldn't have your kids in childcare. Have we talked about that? This is our exact story except for with the <laughs> Dallas. Campus. How did you end no. up at DBC? Uh, and well, it's like because you know, I think we, we got sick of everywhere else. No. Okay, <laughs> although I, 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 spoiler alert. Hey, if you don't get on time to DBC, now it is oh, this now way. Yeah, people may not believe yeah. that this. Yes. It wasn't that way at DBC. Um, but we, that was part of the reason. Like we would get there and then like finally start talking when we like sat in the pew at church and we're like, 
good morning. It's nice to see you. It's like, I don't think it's supposed to be this way. Um, and then we were in a great small group and it was a great experience. We loved it, but we did just want something that was like a little bit closer to home, mm-hmm. very literally. And um, we had friends that started going to Dallas Bible and just tried it when Rhodes, our second, was like a year old. So we've been there for six years and have loved it. And it's been great. I would say like when we really started to kind of plug in and connect was like five years ago when they did re-engage for the first time. And so we were like, I wouldn't say our marriage was like in a horrible spot, but I was like also pregnant at that time. It's like, I bet we could probably use some fine tuning Mm -hmm. in some areas. And, um, that was kind of when we like, Really felt like, okay, this is definitely where we want to be for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you how- in there with Paula Quadrado? Quadrado? No, Quadrado. but I do know her. I think we've just done one round of re-engage haven't we i, I think i think yeah, we were so. maybe consider doing because it i think didn't paula quadrado like isn't like i feel like she had the story where it was like they were they like went to re-engage and there were like four couples and they like were just um, gonna dip their toe in i there. think that's when yes i think that's when brian first like laid down some groundwork and it was just basically like in the library around the conference table yes yes Ooh. and then so she there was an, to, like she another like, one that you and i probably went to gotcha like yes. she walked in there and she was like Oh, okay. I guess we can't hide it. I guess we're committed. This feels really intimate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, that one, I think that was kind of like when we, I would say our marriage grew the most. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, because our marriage is growing together in this place feels like a really safe place for us as a church Mm -hmm. home, which we weren't planning on leaving at that time anyways. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like a a natural fit. Now, it's funny you talk about not being uh, like, that not Tommy, but Ryan <laughs> yes. is a morning person, and you're and you're you're not a morning person. Uh-uh. Um, sometimes people have said things to to me like, "Are you a morning person?" And Kyle will be like, "Ha!" And uh, and then you know other people will say, "Oh, you're a night owl," and he'll go, "Ha!" <laughs> and um, he goes, "She's neither a morning person." <laughs> Nor a night owl, but she can rock ten to two like nobody's business. <laughs> That's fair. That's, I mean, also really great time. Yeah, yeah I. But I. That is one hundred percent true. I am not a morning person. I am not a night owl. But I, you, you catch me in the middle of the day, and I am. I am <laughs> right on target. <laughs> yes, I am. You know, all four cylinders going. Let's go. I definitely am more of a night owl. So it, there's. You're you're not you're not a ten to two girl. Like uh, me. I I can do more night owl type mm. things. I usually like once the kids go to bed. I'm like like the club. Let's, let's go. Like the club. Yeah. Body glitter in the club. Obviously, right, right now. now that's <laughs> more of my vibe. Um, but of course, last night I went to bed at like nine thirty. So yeah. maybe maybe I'm changing mm. at my old age. But four kids will do that to you. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay, so we know how you ended up at DBC. Yes. How did you become a believer? I don't know that there was ever a time that I have not known mm. who Jesus was or sure. about. You grew up in a home where yes. that was taught. Right. Um, and I think growing up, that felt like a little boring. And, you know, mm. people are telling their testimonies and you're like, oh, that's so neat and that's so fascinating. And, like, I remember thinking – this is not that fascinating, my story. But now as an adult, I really am so appreciative of that. Um, Where did you grow up? 
in Colleyville. Okay. Um, and I grew up going to um, Richland Hills Church of Christ, which may tell you all you need to know now. Um, but <laughs> you, you know, podcast Kyle, you, you over. Know, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, Kyle Denny grew up in the Church of Christ. The church. I I did not know this. Which one? Like, well, Ante- was oh he- no, you know he's from Abilene, right? Because y'all are ACU guys. So he went. Stop. He went. He went to Church of Christ, but Church of Christ light. He was Highland Church Church of oh, Christ. You know the the they rebels. Let women pray there. They let mm, women yes. pray. Oh, now crazy. they have a band. Oh yes, yeah. I mean. It's funny because I just described the, the worship people don't have to stand on the floor with their backs to the congregation anymore. Yes, and their and their <laughs> hymnal. That's how they uh, first when I first started, like when Kyle and I first got married, even at even at Highland Church of Christ, which was the progressive Church of Christ. Yes, the, the worship people were standing on the floor with their backs to the congregation. Yes, they had yeah. microphones, but they were like it was like yes. we were all facing the same direction. I pointed to Jesus. I had yeah that I had that experience growing up uh, okay. for a time. A anyway, time you know Highland Church of Christ from yes, Abilene, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and That's I where actually, all the cool kids go, right? Mm-hmm. We went there for a t- yeah when we because Ryan and I lived there. After I feel we got like married. the college. Oh, we wow, did go to in Abilene. Yeah. We went well. We went to ACU and then we okay. after we got married, we lived there for like a year and a half. Um, so in Colleyville, born raised. Yes, went to Richland Hills Church still of there. Christ. Yes, my parents still live in the house that I spent most of my upbringing in. Um, and they still go to, it's now called the Hills. And I actually described it to someone this past week as church of Christ light. Hmm. Um, cause they do have instruments and all the things. Um, and I would say, I mean, a really great upbringing. I'm the youngest of four, um, an older brother and two older sisters. I would like to think that I'm the favorite child. Um, Actually, but, um, I did get to spend a lot of like unique and great time with my family at home, kind of just based on our um, age gaps Mm. and the way that my brother and sisters were already in school by the time that I was in preschool and went to BSF with my mom or Mm. um, I got to go to BSF with my dad because they had started an elementary program. And so um, I think there was a lot of benefit to that in my exposure. I also went to a private school. So I think there were major pros and cons for me personally, um, that I didn't have any real world exposure, hmm. um, really until after I graduated from college and was like working in the real world. Um, so I think there's, so your, your life felt pretty sheltered. Oh yeah, for okay. sure. I mean, and I had, there were outs, outsiders and different because arenas. we know kids in private school always make good choices. I would say that was the expectation, certainly. Um, but it was, and and again, I can look back now, and I'm I'm so appreciative, and my parents did such a good job. But I can see where it, it presented some challenges later on in mm-hmm. life for me, mm-hmm. um, because it was so tightly knit, yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of the kids. Um, Something that's different and unique, I feel like, about Dallas private schools or what I know about them now versus where I went to school, um, maybe specifically because the private school I went to was more geared towards the Church of Christ. Mm. It kind of fed into the Church of Christ where I grew up. And so there was not a whole lot of diversity among people. Like it was just this 
the same people mm-hmm. at school. Did and, Tommy and slash church. Ryan go to? No. Okay. So and he, no, he went to ACU, but, but he, he, you met him at ACU. Yes. He is not from, he's from McAllen, South mm-hmm. Texas. Oh yeah. McAllen. Yes. So like in that time, what was your faith to you? What, how did you think about it? How real was it to you? I, I feel like it was real and I feel like there was a depth to it. Hmm. Um, but also as I look back and as I'm like this, I'm the same, well, I'm parenting a child that is the same age that I was when I was baptized. Hmm. Um, and I hear myself saying the things to her that like I, um, not that I wish my parents would have said, but I look back and think about my own faith. So like, um, Campbell, my oldest may say, or not may say she's wanting to be baptized. And I'm like, well, is she ready? Is she, does she really know what that means? And I think those were thoughts that I had even after I had been baptized. Like, did I really know what that meant? Mm-hmm. Even though I did, like I had, and I had been studying the Bible for, as a part of school, um, for years, even at that point. And I did have a good understanding of what it was. It wasn't my own. And mm-hmm. I think it took a long time for it to actually become my own, um, even despite being in great, ex- like... Exposure. Exposure. Well, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, still... It just is hard. And I and that may have been um, both... So also unique. Um, both of my parents were did BSF as well. So um, which... For listeners that maybe don't know that, um, it's Bible Study Fellowship, and it's an international Bible study. It's a it's a Bible study I've never been a part of because <laughs> um, one time I heard that if you didn't finish your Bible study, you didn't get to talk at the at it. Well, and while I am the kind of person that always finishes their Bible study, <laughs> I'm also same. I'm I'm like I'm simultaneously I'm not a rule follower, but I I I. I'm conscientious, mm-hmm. so I'm going to finish my Bible study, but I don't like the rules, and I want the freedom to be able to say something if I didn't finish my Bible study. And so for some reason, is that well, insane? I've never done BSF for that very reason. Well, it, That's that cra- was a also crazy a rule. <laughs> and they wanted you, they, you would wear like really big name tags, and you would turn your name tag around if you hadn't finished to like... Oh, it's like it's kind of like a Max Lucada book, like you wear the star. Yeah, the stickers that don't <laughs> the stick. The sticker or that, that don't stick. Uh, I don't. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. it. But I'm not saying anything negative about BSF. It has, it's a well, wonderful thing that's changed and it has lots of changed people's lives. A lot. And even over the years. I, there's there's probably legitimate reasons for that. It's just you know. Anyway, I, I I'm probably someone who was a legitimate reason for that because <laughs> I never finished my oh, Bible study. I don't know that I. Do either. You would have yeah. your name tag turned backwards. I that Every is week, that yeah. is super funny to me, and also like oh my gosh, <laughs> so yeah. embarrassing. Too. But people would still go and just yeah. turn the name tag around. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, I, good yeah. for them. Wouldn't have been my story. I feel like my that my name. My, no, that wouldn't be my. I feel story like my yet. name tag through life should probably be turned around. <laughs> 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 in general, <laughs> I should wear a backwards yeah, name nature. tag everywhere. I know. It's it's like, yeah. but you know what? Kind of like, isn't God just calling us with our name tags turned backwards? I mean. Oh, right. look at you. That's a beautiful tie-in. Mm-hmm. But that is. He, yeah. he, he wants those girls with their name tags turned backwards. Thank goodness. Well, and it, has, it really had. I do it now, but it has changed so much. Your so it's name like, means come, nothing to us. It's even zero. if you haven't it's done blank. it, you will gain something from yeah. it. But I think, um, so 
both of my parents were teaching leaders for BSF, which is mm-hmm. like in DBC talk is like the Aaron Armstrong of the class mm-hmm. itself. And so I think there was an intimidation factor as well that kind of, and not intentional. I mean, I lived in the home with them and they were incredible loving parents, but just intimidated by the maturity of their faith um, that felt like you'll never get there. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's Satan. That's not necessarily. We'll always be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, I, she may kill me. Uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to it. And so, that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember like just the expectation of, who I needed to be as a person and like always kind of having it right. So mm-hmm. like even when I would go to BSF, I, my mom would check my answers because I was the teaching leader's kid. Mm-hmm. And so it needed to be the most correct or mm-hmm. I had to do it in pencil so that I could erase it. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And I don't, I don't know that it was done. I actually do know it was not done with or intent or anything. Well, it was done for your for hoping for your success. Exactly. And, and I you to understand and grasp it. And also at the same times, as our best intentions as moms can be, probably breeds some level of maybe not the most healthy thing. Like the time see, like, like the time, like the time yeah. when this mental health professional told her 12-year-old daughter, take the emotion out of your voice and say <laughs> it again. <laughs> Yeah. Don't stop feel feeling. Like stop feeling things, and let's let let's let's re, let's regroup. <laughs> and and I and again, I just P.S. Just as somebody has an older daughter than both of you, mm-hmm. I defy you to not have wanted to say that at some point to a thirteen-year-old. Okay. I, 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 I would mean, I never think, say I've not wanted to say that. I want to say that to all three of my daughters. I think take I said the emotion that, out of your voice and try again. Yeah, okay. I think I said a version of it to my oldest yesterday. So uh-huh. okay, I, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no judgment. Yeah. Anyway, all but I, mean, I do yeah, think some of the sometimes the best we mean intentions. Well. Yes, we mean hundred well. percent. That's right. My epitaph. I don't know yes. if that. I don't know if that one's come out, but yet. Yeah, but my. My epitaph, um, I've said, is is she meant well on her tombstone? <laughs> yes. It will read. Yeah, and I and I and quite honestly, that that matters, right? And I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. You can sure. always look back and yes. find something that you would do differently in a situation. And I know, without a shadow of a doubt, regardless of anything that my parents did that I could deem not awesome. I know it was done in love. Like I know that they yeah. were not saying do better, yeah. be better. Addie, Abby Dunnigan's mom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, she, <laughs> well, and I think, I think sometimes even just growing up, I, I, I don't know who has seen the Nate Bargatze stand up, but when he talks about like the eighties and nineties Christians being the most Christians of, of all, there was a level of just like figuring out and how everyone to laughed parent because that, that yes. was so true it was well, so true and i think it bred some level of well and for me and i'm just relating to a lot of your story is this like kind of perfectionism in your faith yes like there is a right and wrong answer and i have to be able to erase my pencil yes and i think because there was not a lot of like real life scenarios outside like maybe in some of my extracurricular activities, but like I really was getting graded on biblical Mm. answers in school. And then I was at BSA or like in this form Mm -hmm. of outside. There was literally a right and wrong. Yeah. And so I do think that is a lot of it. And I think I've had to overcome that. But I also think, you know, she grew up, my 
both my parents grew up in Church of Christ homes too. And so, I mean, legalism, it just kind of, you know, passes down. Mm -hmm. And there has been incredible transformation in both of their lives and just the way that they are so loving and gracious and kind. But I do think that that played a part in the perfect Christian Mm -hmm. of the the 90s when I was growing up. And sometimes... um, do you hear feedback? I texted Kyle about it. That's why I was okay, on my phone. Yeah, sorry guys, we hear feedback. <laughs> it's like it's like we're hearing someone else's conversation, like aliens from another universe or something, or quietly talking <laughs> in the background. Um, but I'm going to try to ignore the aliens because I can't understand what they're saying anyway. <laughs> but um, but I I also think that I, clearly the thread is getting lost because of the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes. Uh, we can project like it may not be even Abby Dunnigan's mom. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that may not have been her expectation or like whatever. Certainly but not it's her like, heart. Or her heart. Um, and again, we're like, I'm, I'm joking to hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I'm like, I think a lot of times, like a couple of days ago, Kyle and I were having a conversation and he was saying something to me like, he was sort of implying that I'm a really hard person to say no to, which is true. Also, he's he has a really hard time saying no. And so sometimes I'm just asking you a legitimate yes or no question. I am, you are not giving me a direct answer. And it's not that I'm badgering you. It's that you're not telling me yes or no, and I can't read what you're saying. It seems like you're kind of like, processing Mm -hmm. this out loud and so you you can perceive that as me pushing this on you but what's really true is I am open to whatever answer you have you have not given me an answer (laughs) okay and so um and again also the opposite of that can be true I can 100% be badgering him to death like that also is true but in that particular incident I felt like I was asking him a legitimate question and he was acting like I was badgering and it was like what's really true is that you're having a hard time saying no to me because you are scared that I will be disappointed which I will be but that's not that doesn't mean that, that, well, that but, yeah. well, so, and so I am allowed to be disappointed when, because yes. I asked you to do something and I didn't get what I wanted but that doesn't mean that I'm trying to manipulate you into mm-hmm. doing something I'm a perfectly okay with your ability to say yes or no I will deal with my own feelings if I feel that way. That, yes. But you have projected upon me like somehow it's your job to make sure I don't get disappointed or whatever. Does that make sense? I don't know. Well, I'm thinking it, it, yeah. it, it could have been your baseline personality to be a little bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then maybe yes. reinforced also. Like both of those things can be true at one time. Like maybe there was some reinforcement of that, some stuff going on. Well, and a lot of my... Certainly, I would say my like trickier years as like a teenager, it was just me at home. Mm-hmm. So like it was like all eyes on me, mm-hmm. yes. um, in a in a good and a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, there were certain aspects that I totally leaned into that, and there were certain aspects that I was like, "Stop paying attention! Don't to look me. at me!" Yeah. Um, but I think a hundred percent that is absolutely part of my like nature so what so what 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 made what turned the key for you like what what made it yeah tell us about those trickier years that turned around 
I would, so I, I wrote and took some notes kind of to better think through some of it. And I think there are like three different scenarios that happened. Um, one was in college. Um, and I, I didn't necessarily grab onto it at this point as my own faith, but, um, the, both of my parents' faith in a set, in a, when I was not necessarily the perfect Christian, um, and I'm not using air quotes like their version of it, but like actually like what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. As, as a and also, Christian. just so you yeah. know, Abby's making air quotes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we, oh, we recognize that with the yeah. podcasting, you cannot see us, but Abby is making air quotes. That's, this is a first timer right here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I don't know. We often say, I'm making air quotes. I'm making a bear cloth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you know, yes. Like, okay. um, but I think like my parents in that, in that moment, in that scenario, were not afraid to like, call me out in a really wildly uncomfortable way. Um, And at the time it was quite off putting. I wouldn't say that I like necessarily wanted to draw into that relationship. Um, But like now, and I can see the whole story now. And I, I know people that were praying for me during that time and um, Mm. the way that my parents continued to pursue a really close relationship with me um, in situations that they provided for me to kind of um, have an outlet mm. uh, outside of what I was in. Um, I can like s- see the protection in that mm. and I can see God's faithfulness in that. Um, ultimately it ended up, I mean, it was like a nine month process almost Um but I can like it ended up with my life looking more like it does now in the relationship that I'm in now. And, and all of that truly was because of prayers Mm. in that scenario. And like the way I wasn't praying for myself at that moment, I was walking pretty far in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And so just their faithfulness and like what the power of prayer can do and the way that the Holy spirit can work, even when you're walking in the wrong direction um, what do you think? So in that, in that time, what do you think was going on for you? Like for what me? was, what was the, what was driving kind of the walking in the opposite direction? Well, um, I was in a relationship that was not necessarily one that was healthy for he or I, um, I don't know that that was grammatically correct. Him. Him. Um, him and me. Him and me. Yeah, that sounds better. Me and him. Um, me and him were... <laughs> yeah. We were beefing. <laughs> we were in we were in Abilene, so, you know. Uh, it. I I just don't think that um, either one of us were strong in our faith in that moment or were calling each other to better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was working through my own struggles with maybe the way I'd been brought up or, you know, the legalistic side Mm -hmm. of it. And, um, maybe again, not knocking my parents, but I think if, um, I actually wrote this in my notes too, just thinking through it, that one of the things that was like kind of to the detriment of me as a more emotional person, um, if I was only ever told like, no, and not really a reason why, Mm. um, it's like, well, help me understand. Like, I need a little bit more to understand. Um, 
And if it was just these hard and fast rules, well, at some point you're going to break the hard and fast rules because there's there's not not a a reason. Right. If there's not a reason or if there's not a heart behind it or an understanding behind it, like if this is just a black and white, good or bad. Right. One of the things I actually, I said, I have a PA student that's like uh, with me this, this month um, for part of her training. And, um, I told, I told her today, I was like, I'm not a rule follower, but I'm not an anarchist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say There's that some with, nuance. Right, right, right. Like, I'm neither a rule follower nor an anarchist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we're in the middle. Like, yeah. Right. So I, I don't, I don't believe in rules, but I believe in principles. And so, uh, so rules, like, as a general, as a, you know, as a general rule, I don't like rules. Um, I don't want to f- turn my my uh, name tag around backwards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can give me a reason, I I can I that's something I can that's something I can really I and can, I I can I, I think can they gave reasons. I'm yeah. sure they're like I mean between my parents and my youth yes. group leaders. If they and gave all me a things. satisfactory reason. Yes, and I think that still in my heart because I didn't that. believe it because it wasn't my own. I was still ready to make the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to pass sure. blame. Mm-hmm. I still was like Eve your in flesh the garden. was wanting what yeah, it like, wanted. Yeah, like, oh, well, what does that taste like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think um, just the way that they, like, truly put their lives on hold in a lot of ways to, like, make themselves available to me so that, like, mm-hmm. my, it, my mom will say, looking back on that time, she was like, even if you weren't in the best place if you were wanting to spend time with us then we knew that you were around sound Mm -hmm. advice and we knew that like we were praying for you and that we could trickle in little things that would plant seeds Mm -hmm. and um and grow and well just love you well yeah and i and there were instances in that time like where i definitely felt the holy spirit like stirring like huh this isn't right or this isn't right. And, um, and then longer story, but the shorter part of it is in that time frame, I did meet Ryan, my husband, Tommy, um, Tommy sometimes knows this and sometimes known as Tommy. He doesn't respond Ryan, to Tommy, often yeah. called Ryan. Donahue. Yes. <laughs> Donahue. Yes. Ryan, Tommy, Donahue. Mm-hmm. And so we, he and I met in that time. And you know, if you're in and Maybe y'all have been, maybe you haven't been in like a negative relationship. And uh, we have been. Oh, well, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I have. Fair. Um, it, it, like, if everyone around you is saying, this is a horrible relationship, we don't like it, um, this is bad for you, it almost makes you hold on a little bit tighter and like, I'm gonna prove them wrong. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm gonna fix it. Although, this. Mm-hmm. um, one of the best bits of advice I ever got from my mom. That this is this is words that she said to me that play over in my head, and I'm like, this one was true, and I sometimes say it to my own kids. Can't everybody be wrong and you be right? Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> so mm. sometimes yeah. I say that to patients a lot too. Can everybody be wrong and you be right? Mm-hmm. I'm just I I'm not saying it is yeah, but I'm it just sometimes you gotta you gotta look at this and go. Ain't nobody else seeing this like you do, mm-hmm. sister. Exactly. Well, and so people I, that I was love just you so are seeing this blind to it. Yeah. Like just and 
I don't, I, it is still, I look back and I, I mean, I can't reiterate enough to like, I don't think I was awesome in this relationship for this guy either. So I like, Sure. <laughs> it was not a good, it wasn't a, as much as both of us would have wanted it to be a great mm-hmm. fit. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, um, in that time I end up meeting Ryan and, um, he had been in a relationship and come out of it at some point and he kind of just shared and it's really like truly I, we will joke about it in different ways, but like it absolutely was the Holy Spirit talking through him because he is not a wildly bold personality that is just going to speak. It's hard to be bold when you're 12. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, he just, that's just not who he is to like tell you you're wrong mm-hmm. outright like that. And he did. Mm-hmm. And I can like almost, rec- I mean, I remember where we were walking. I remember the conversation almost to a T and, um, it was like that I had had other seeds planted, like other parts, other times the Holy Spirit was like, Hey, this is not right. It's okay to get out. Um, and then he said it and talked his, and he was just telling me his story and I heard it in a totally different way Mm. and just was able to be like, this isn't Right. And I wasn't even at the time necessarily like, oh, he's cute. Mm-hmm. I wasn't anything like that. It really was just is it like Tommy. To, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Tommy. Or is this oh, Ryan you know, that I, like, yeah. We, no. a few, a couple of years ago, um, a few of us in our life group did the Breaking Free Bible study by Beth Moore. And I, a big part of my focus. I'm sorry, Kristen Poole. I think I still have those DVDs in mm. the cabinet in my. Well, since Living they're room. DVDs, okay, she's yeah. probably not real worried about it. I know, it. but I might, I might look after we're done with this and go to return those to the church library. Because I we think we still have a library. I we think do. so. Oh, we do. And probably also, full of DVDs. I checked out. <laughs> yes. I, nobody's monitoring it because I think five years ago I checked out those DVDs. Continue. Well, I when I was working through that book, um, one of my big focuses, foci. Focal focal points. One of my big focal points was my past relationship. And I was like, is this lame that I'm looking at this thing from like 15 years ago? But what I think it is, is that it it brings out all of those fleshy idols that you have of like, I want my way. I'm going to hold on to this thing with a death grip. Um, Nobody can tell me what to do. Like when pride. Oh, pride. And yes, I, I mean, like I had gone through a full season of honey badger. Like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I think that that I mean, it's just hard to break from because also it's the, it's the, I want to write my own story. Absolutely. This is the story yes. that's supposed to happen. So even though, if, and, and, and I think when I was going through that, I was like, is this too far back to, to look at, but I, one, I felt very rescued a hundred percent out of that. And two, it was stuff that I still have to be careful about in my, in, in just my own personal growth and who I think God wants me to be. I can resonate with that deeply. And I think that ultimately is what I feel like where I could have very easily have let this thing happen with my parents and, let it just seep into bitterness Mm. for whatever reason I never considered. I mean, I, I'm sure maybe in the initial part of it, I just, I 
could see it with like the greatest mm-hmm. amount of love. And I really can look back on it. And I'm like, I have ne- like never been more thankful that you did something that was mm-hmm. so uncomfortable because it wasn't and what, like it was comfortable okay, for and them. Just, 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 just to help me attach to the story. Mm-hmm. In, in, in what they way were just was willing to call out um, the our that our how impure our relationship was and the degree to which it was not honoring God, mm-hmm. and in a way that was direct, very similar to the setup that we're sitting. And it was like an intervention. We're, we're in yeah. a tripod. Yeah, it was. We're in a tripod of seats. Yes. And where we're all looking at each other. Yeah. And Abby is kind of the focal point. But uh, even yeah. then, probably feeling annoyed, maybe a little attacked and, and frustrated 100%. with them. You could you could pull back and see they are doing this out of love and because they want my ultimate good. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I can sit in like go back to that moment. It, it can still like I'm tearing up, mm. but I can go back to that moment as a 37 year old pregnant with my fourth child and be like, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd let you put me in that uncomfortableness mm-hmm. because of where my life is mm-hmm. now. And not just for my sake, like his sake too. Like mm-hmm. it was not a good relationship for either of us and they were willing to call that out and I just think of the heartache even in those those months like leading up to us ultimately breaking up but um like it far outweighs any of the heartache that I would have had on the other Mm -hmm. side of a divorce or Mm -hmm. um co-parenting with someone Mm -hmm. that we were not or just like gross codependency yeah. emotion yeah, yeah. stuff. All, yes, all of the things. And so I like I truly can just see it as like a huge rescue mm-hmm. from them. And I, I'm like And the relationship is intact with your parents. A thousand percent, yes. So I mean, we live with them at the current <laughs> moment. So yes, it's, so it's intact. Is that, is that the kind of major point of struggle in your life or is there I would say, so I would say that the second one, um, was this, this one's a shorter story. Um, we, Ryan and I got married. We lived in Abilene for a period and then we moved to Austin. And for those of you Mm. that don't know, Ryan is also sometimes known as Tommy. (laughs) Tommy Donahue. If that's not, if that Tommy Donahue is who we're talking about. If you see someone that looks like a Tommy, it's probably might be him. A younger looking younger individual. Younger looking man with <laughs> you see Ralph Macchio slash Tommy. Tommy Donahue. It's okay. Him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if so if 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 you get confused mm-hmm. in here, that's who we're talking that's, about. That's it. Um, so you and Tommy We moved. <laughs> sorry. You and Ryan um were we in Abilene. From moved. Abilene to Austin. Wow. And Ryan had gotten a job there. Um I mean, this is an I can also talk about God's provision in that too. Um Ryan was in a uh, had started a company with his best friend. Um, his best friend came to him and um, said, hey, I got this job offer. It was a really great experience for him. Mm. And uh, Ryan, like, just so graciously was like, hey, do it. And wasn't, like, jealous or envious of the position and the job offer and said yes. And, I mean, if we want to, like, fast forward 14 years that friend has also left his wife and gotten a divorce. Mm. And so like, I can even look at that 
and like see God's provision in the way that he rescued like a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I mean, it's like interwoven into all a ton of different parts of our, my story, but also like our marriage. Um, so we moved to Austin, Ryan got a job. Um, we were both, I actually got a job there at the same company shortly thereafter, um, which is a fun season of like a little bit more together time. Mm-hmm. He, hopefully he would describe it as that as well. Um, but we'll we, see. I'll, I'll be like Tommy, Tommy, how, Tommy. Did you like living Tommy, and working Tommy, with the same like person? Yeah. <laughs> we weren't in the same, like, uh, we were on different sides of the office. Sure. So it was okay. But I'll ask him and we'll see. <laughs> but I'll he won't ask. respond. He will be <laughs> calling him by the wrong like, name. <laughs> um, but during that time we started going to a church there. It was kind of just where... I mean, just old habit, like we're church of Christ. So we're going to go to a church of Christ. His family has gone here. So we're going to do that Hmm. and kind of just realized like we want, actually we went to a church and it had really loud instruments and we're like, Oh, this is not for us. Um, Oh no. They too loud. The this is heretical. Is this about yes. you? How yeah. dare they and hit the drums? So then we went hightailed it right back to our safe acapella. Mm-hmm. And um, after a period of time, we just both were like, we want to go somewhere different. And so we started going to a church in Austin called Austin Stone. Mm-hmm. It's a really great church. Um, awesome music, awesome preaching. But I mean, just hard to like connect they're kind of similar to like maybe the village with like a sat like mm-hmm. a home campus, but then also like satellite campuses. And y'all are living in a new city, not yes, knowing a lot of people. Yes, and not a ton of um, religious or church going mm-hmm. friends. And so, um, and I, our behavior, our, our, we weren't necessarily like attracting that mm-hmm. at the time um our office was on sixth street so like, i was about to say y'all probably spent anything, some time in a particular area <laughs> i mean it was like every day i mean and not like we were going to bars every day but just like mm-hmm. literally where we were um and so like i said body glitter yes yeah, <laughs> body that was glitter me. in the club um and so this particular time um we decided we're gonna go and we were going to stay in Austin for Easter, which was kind of a big deal because, um, like, our families all did big stuff for Easter. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And so I, um, it, I like, wanted to be home and be around them. Like, we're going to stay. But I was kind of – and I wasn't even telling Ryan this, but I was like, I'm just sad. Like, if I go home to the church that my parents are at, I'm going to know everybody. I'm going to feel welcomed. I'm going to feel loved. And not necessarily in a – false way but like those are my fa- my mm-hmm. parents friends That's a lot it's of not history. yeah and um it's not necessarily the relationships that we've built so it's not the same mm-hmm. level um and for easter at austin stone at the time they were meeting in um i think it's the frank Irwin center like where ut plays basketball oh wow so like i mean a big coliseum mm-hmm. and so i had just kind of been fretting about it and not really saying not even telling Ryan, like, I'm not going to know anybody. And he's like, well, I think I did say it to him one time. He's like, you'll know me. And I was mm. like, I would like to know more people, please. <laughs> um, one, I'd like at least two. And so we went to church that morning and I, I was sad about it and like just really mm. felt like uh, not cared for, but that is like 
I don't know how else to put words around it. Isolated. Or- yeah, lonely. Yeah, lonely. And um, walked in to the Frank Irwin Center, find a seat, and Usher puts us there and literally sit down next to a guy that we had gone to ACU with and huh. that was like a friend of ours. And just this, he's like this jovial character that like everybody loved. And um, I like, I mean, again, I could sob thinking about it like, you care for me, you hear mm-hmm. me, and you, like... It's not just Tommy. Yeah, it's not just Tommy. I have another well, person. It is, well, yeah. and it, it's weird when you're like... It shouldn't be weird. And I've said this before in, like, life group. I should stop being surprised when God shows up in the details. Correct, yes. And yet, I'm still just completely humbled when, when I'm like, you see these little things, like... You didn't need to give me somebody that I knew. You didn't right. need to sit me right next to this person. And someone that knows me too. Like it wasn't just a casual acquaintance. Mm-hmm. It was like someone that was a friend. Um, and I also like, I don't know that, and this probably goes back to my upbringing and, and there's some maturity that needs to happen on my part even still. I am not this like incredible prayer warrior that is like waking up every morning and praying on my knees. And certainly at that time in my life, I wasn't. And... I'll just, I'll shoot you straight. I think I went to church a little hungover that day. Um, and so on I've Easter, it felt really that. wrong. Um, and so like the fact that like, I hadn't voiced this to anybody. Like you, God, you know my heart mm. and you know that that matters to me and you like are connecting with me in that way just was something that changed the way that that we both connected mm-hmm. Ryan and I both, but then also to Austin and to Austin Stone. Um, and like as, as our church body and identifying as that. Um, and I would say that instance is when it was like, okay, I have a father that loves and cares mm. for me. And that is like, like my parents were praying for me. These other people have been praying for me and drawing me out of this situation but I have a father that cares like deeply for me and will do that specifically for me in a huge coliseum of mm-hmm. 10,000 people. Um, so that would be another one. Another like just we've had different seasons in our marriage and different times. Um, I'm a long winded person, but yeah. uh, the short we moved when we moved from Austin, we had Campbell uh, she was two months old and Ryan was taking a job here and um, very literally six days after he started his job, the person that he was working for told him that he was closing the company and that um, he no longer had a job. Jessica is making a face of shock. Yeah. So is Laura. A, her jaw is actually <laughs> was yes. really open and wide. Um, and so we have. Why this, would they even have you come? It's such a lovely question. Okay, I wish okay. I knew the answer. And why? Like, why would they even have you come? Why would they not go? You know what, man? Stay where you stay are. Don't uproot your whole life. The, the person um, had like watched. Uh, like we went to his office and met the notary so we could sign the papers for, to sell our house. So it was like, you oh, man. knew very clearly what was happening. Mm. But I can look back, even still. I'm going to try not to get fixated on that because <laughs> yeah. there is like a lot of whys. Why? Why? Well, so, Why? Because God wanted them in Richardson, Texas. I, I, I actually do. I, well, 
I mean, hindsight. Now I know a little bit more of this story. This person, one, they don't live wildly far from us. So we do see this person not regularly, but you see him. You see him. Frequently. You cross paths. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he was in the middle of a home remodel project. He well, at some it. point, but I know. Well, <laughs> my, oh, Tommy, naturally. please don't fire anyone during this time. Um, Tommy. He had also sometime between the time that Ryan had accepted the job and when we actually moved his wife had found out that she was pregnant and I think it was a little bit of a surprise for them. And then he had taken on an employee. And so I think that felt, I think he kind of had this like crossroads of like, what have I done? Like, Mm. Oh my gosh, this is so much. Holy cow. And like, if you cycle back to our time in Austin, Ryan's faith really grew. And even though this isn't necessarily my faith, but like, I do think it mattered. He went and met with the guy and Ryan just sat across from him and was like, I just don't understand. Similar mm-hmm. to how you feel. And he <laughs> I, was, I see you, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he, even if I'm calling you Tommy, mm-hmm. I see you. He was like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm closing the company. And Ryan was just like, okay. And, and was pretty calm. And, and the guy even said back to him, how are you like able to stay this calm? And he was like, I don't know the answer. I just am trusting that God is going to unfold something that makes oh, more wow. sense. Good for him. And that, and that was his response back to this guy. And so even in these seasons, and that's like one example, there have been others of like not fully understanding what is going on. I felt an immense amount of peace. Mm-hmm. Like, at the time we were living with my parents, we didn't have a house because that was kind of part of our plan. Like just get here and then we can figure out where we want to be. And I just, I felt like truly the Lord's peace, like just kind of wash over me in that time and not to like ask Ryan a ton of questions about it to make him feel more stressed. And like, again, we're surrounded. We were living with my parents history is repeating itself a little bit. Um, and so they're just both such wise people that are like constantly in the words. So that was like what we were being fed to from them. And that was so helpful in that time. Um, and then there, there've just been, this one's kind of cheesy, but like that song oceans, mm-hmm. um, like spirit lead me where my mm-hmm. trust Treatment is without borders. Um, that, is I just feel like every time there is a, a sense of like overwhelm and it can be little in like mom moments or it can be big. Like my husband has just lost his job mm-hmm. and we don't know what's happening. That is like the song that just like covers mm-hmm. me in that like it's going to be okay. Like for example, don't know where I'm going to be living when I have this child. Mm-hmm. Don't know if our house is going to be done. Mm-hmm. Don't know a whole lot of anything. But I know that, like, the spirit is going to lead me mm-hmm. even further. And when is this baby due? October. The end of October. End of but October. I'm being induced in the middle of October. And we don't know if it's human or centaur yet, correct? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what we're so having. We're just living yeah, in the Again, yeah, just rolling with it. Just mm-hmm. spirit lead it. me. Yes. Well, if, yep. you can really, if you can really lean into that yeah like 
You write the best stories. You've always had my back. You are in the details. Then there is this like crazy peace that goes with that. Even if you're like, no, no, we're going to be living when I have my fourth child or my husband did just lose his job and we just moved to a new place. When I can, I, not that I can like always see to the other side, mm-hmm. but again, hindsight's twenty twenty. So if you're, sorry, I kind of like can't breathe for a second. Well, you're pregnant with your fourth child. You're I'm allowed so sorry. to. I couldn't swallow. Um, <laughs> I hope we can edit that out. Um, if you like hindsight's twenty twenty, and so if I look back on everything. It hasn't always been great. It hasn't always been easy, but I can see on the other side of it. And I can see, like, um, I can't think of the verse, but we just did in BSF. Um, and it's like, even though, gosh, I, I just wrote it down. I'm going to call this one pregnancy brain. Like, sure. even though we do not know, our eyes are on you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I don't, I don't know what's coming. I haven't really ever known. <laughs> known Mm -hmm. what's going to unfold but I like my eyes are on you and I may not always do it perfect I know I don't and without a shadow of a doubt I know I don't I know there's so much room for improvement but I'm like so grateful for where he's carried me well and I think that sometimes we call it not doing it perfect but like God's cool with us feeling and going this sucks I don't like this at all yes and I am still trusting you I don't want this. I feel like I would write a much better story right now. And still I'm trusting that that you you have a better plan than I could have. I want that plan to happen right now and unfold in the next five or minutes. What if you could just yeah. tell me what you What want if me you to could know? just tell would... me the movie that <laughs> yeah. you're searching for? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what you want me to learn from this and I will absorb yes. it? Okay. But I, I feel like and and I it's not pregnancy brain, it's just my brain that I can't recall verses um but i think it's micah 6 8 it is probably in the new testament micah 12 14 um but i've i've seen a few verses lately talking about people worrying people having anxiety yeah and it's not like god is smiting them for that it's like people worry and we can go i don't like this story right now but i'm going to trust the ending that you have Laura, I think, um, well, I know that you were, you and I were on the same prayer team recently, mm-hmm. but I just actually just quoted that worry verse today to a patient, but the new version for Matthew 6, that I, how I have previously known it is like, um, do not worry about tomorrow, for t- tomorrow has enough trouble of its own, but when I was looking it up in this prayer time, it, it came, the the mm-hmm. the translation w- was different, and I had not seen that translation, and I loved the translation, and it was like, um, sufficient for the day or its own worries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love that. Yes. Sufficient for the day. Which I think we love that because it, it wasn't saying, don't worry. Uh-huh. It's saying... Don't worry forever. Don't worry about yeah. every single bit of this story right. for Let's however long. Let's just stay right yeah. in this yeah. right now. Let's... You're allowed to worry. It's sufficient for yeah. now. One, yes. I think even that that works for me, which I and I love that. But like for Ryan, that's really hard because mm-hmm. he's like, well, but we have a plan, and you're supposed to plan it out. With I've this outlined it with bullet points. Yes, and I'm and so when that's like my response, he's like. 
that doesn't go with what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, but I don't know how to tell you. I That's just your have journey. a piece about it. Mm-hmm. Like we, we considered sending our kids to private school and I just, I told friends, they're like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, all I know is that God's going to make it really clear mm. and I'm not going to even have to like think about what my decision is. He's just going to make it really clear. And in the process, we came to find out that Campbell, our oldest was diagnosed with dyslexia. And so it was like, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There's your answer because the best place for her to be is where she is currently. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, done and done. Mm-hmm. I don't have to continue worrying about this thing. And I just, it is you saying that like God is using people with worry and anxiety. We were listening. I went to this VBS thing and, uh, at my parents' church and it was on Moses and they told the full story of Moses and how he murdered the guy mm. and, and buried him and hit him. And this little kid like leaned t- towards his mom and was like, Moses was a murderer. It was like that we're clearly missing the mark mm-hmm. <laughs> there on that. And it's like, Sometimes you do skip tear over drop. it and you forget one teardrop for Moses. You you forget that like the Bible really is made up of character, not characters, but like people that mm-hmm. were deeply flawed, much like I'm mm-hmm. deeply flawed. And you like want to skip over it and give the kid version. But the truth is like God used... Moses got, got one of them teardrop tats. Yeah. And then... Look at him marching people right towards the promised land, you know? So it's, it's, which I do, I think that there is something to like your past relationship seasons where you've experienced loss and, and, and frustrations. It's like almost when we see what God was doing, we forget how gritty and, and hard and gross things were in that time because we can see with hindsight what he was doing. But there were some, there were some teardrops. Like there, oh, there yes. were some gross parts, some hard parts, some ugly parts, and God was still working, and God was still using you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I know He was, but I was yes. there a season at DVC that y'all were like small group leaders or something? Oh, crazy I think like that's that? still now. But uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. I think that's still <laughs> now, <laughs> for better or for worse. Thanks, Fourth trial gets you out of a lot of things. Sticking with us for this long, um, yeah. No, it's um, it's it's been a good. I mean, I think we can look and like Ryan and I all look back on our lives and we're like, we've been carried a lot of different times, and and just I think that probably also is a theme too. Like even when I don't feel like I'm carrying myself, there's some like. Obviously, the Holy Spirit and God is carrying me through, mm-hmm. but like, there have been other people that have been Filled able in the gaps. To, to fill in that gap, mm-hmm. and and I think my parents are a huge part of that. My family is a huge part of that. Ryan is a huge part of that, and um, and all the ways that I'm, all the things I'm not like, he's been the person that in his faith has filled in those gaps too, and that is. I don't think that I could be where I am if he wasn't as diligent and as disciplined mm-hmm. as he is um, to be the per- the woman or the mom that I am mm-hmm. because of him, too. So I don't feel like I can take any credit for anything, obviously because of God, but, like, too, because of my spouse. I think you could a little bit. But. Well, mm-hmm. maybe just a tiny bit. Well, is there anything that you wanted to share with us tonight that we haven't talked about? 
ever asked you about? Gosh, I don't know. That feels like an interview question that like I'm going to leave and then I'm going to be like, oh, one, I think of all these things, you know. That's great. Name each one of your kids real quick. Okay. I have Campbell Kate, who is nine years old. She is a girl. I have Rhodes Owen, who is seven. He's a boy. And then I have Cooper Jean, who is four and a half, and she's a girl. And I say all of that because there's plenty of people out there who Mm -hmm. are Campbells that are boys Mm -hmm. or Coopers that are boys or people that think that Rhodes is actually rose like a flower. Mm -hmm. So um, just to clarify, it's girl, boy, girl. And they're precious. Although I do laugh with some regularity. One time I ran into you at a soccer game (laughs) and Cooper was doing something and I looked over and like her hair was like in the (laughs) sun and you looked and you kind of sighed and you go... She's basically feral. She is. <laughs> Which she I love. Really is. So we'll just see what happens with this fourth. <laughs> she is. I mean, so she's e- So even down. if you grew up in the, <laughs> that's me making squeaky, squeaky, uh-huh. squeaky clean Church uh-huh. of Christ, um, you can have kids that are going to be at 1030 at night getting fistfuls of oh, yeah, gummy I've, bears and, I think and hey mom, them. what's up? Yeah. And hey to your friends and maybe they yeah. maybe they have a lit cigarette in their mouth too. <laughs> like, You're like, yeah. Perfect. Lydia did not have a lit cigarette, she did but not. it almost felt like it, it I I felt a little bit of shame because it felt like at that point in people's lives, <laughs> other people just so you know, no one in the Denny household has had a bedtime since COVID. Mm. And we had a third grader, and it was that just feels like true. It, you know what? You know it's true, don't I do. you? You know it's like you know, like you know, like you know that I just gave up and we never went back. Mm-hmm. Which is you have a big like Porter and Lincoln are how far apart? Seven years. Okay, so, man. Okay, I'll have nine year age gaps. Mm-hmm. So, like we haven't really had a bedtime this summer, and it's like kicking my tail. And yeah. it's been. I had to dial it back recently, where yeah. I was like, we can't go full wheels off, or or. Come August fourteenth, it's going to be There's real no going rough. Back. Yeah, even when we had a bedtime, I, I'm going to call out Shelly Stagner on this one. Um, when we back when pre-COVID, whenever we used to make Hank go to bed at like a you know a reasonable hour, <laughs> now it's just like whatever, man. Even in the school year, just also so you know, that's, we're not. That, it's not though. just Saturday. It's not just summer. It's just all the time. Everybody manages. Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Like mm-hmm. in judges, mm-hmm. okay. Everybody just did what was right in their own eyes. That's what it was encouraging. Is this was a great way to live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're still there. We never got back. Like I, I want to say that it was like a yeah, but with, that's just where we're living. But pre-COVID, whenever we used to think we believed in bedtimes and had the wherewithal to enforce them. We would make Hank Denny go to bed, and he'd be like, it is literally light outside. It is literally light outside. And then you'd hear him weeping from his room because he'd peer through his blinds. I <laughs> Like, if, look outside. If you yeah. were seeing, if if this was, like, on video, you would see me peeking my eyes, <laughs> like, miming, looking through a blind. And he would be peering through the blinds, and he would see the Stagners just marching down the street on a family walk at, like, it would be like 8.30 at night, but it was like brightest day out there. And here comes the Stagners at 8.30 at night showboating how Bennett's not in bed. But Hank is, Hank is like lights out in the in the bright daylight. Oh, you know, My two oldest are at camp right now, so the younger ones are going to bed a little bit earlier. And last night I tried to sell them on, isn't this fun? You get to watch it get darker. <laughs> <laughs> did they, did they buy that? One. Well... Lincoln is is six, so yes. 
Micah is About just sweet kids. and innocent and and is like, yes, that will be fun. Yeah, I don't know if that would have worked for any of the cynical Denny kids. Yeah. The, no. the Denny kids have a dark side. <laughs> Rhodes has said that a few times. I'm like, but if you close your eyes, it's dark. Yeah, and you don't know. He yeah, but just try it. marching. Yeah. Just try marching their neighbors with same age kids right down now. the street right. while you're trying to put Dang them to bed. It, Thanks so you know, much, though, Shelley. Maybe because you're so relaxed with it, like you're not rigid. He's going to grow up to be someone that is really diligent mm-hmm. about schedules and times. Well, it'll be. I, it'll be so I, he'll have, own it. Have you met Hank? He wasn't have, here tonight. Yeah, he has a yeah. mullet. Do you? I don't do know if that says. Does that feel true? Like that's going to be Hank's story. I mean, I love me some Hank. I could see I could see him being just like the now I best balance of you and Kyle to where mm. he could go like I need some good rest but also like my hair is here to party so what's going <laughs> oh, on Oh for sure but uh, I, that that in that sense he is a balance of us in the sense of like I would say I am more rigid than Kyle okay. and while there's certainly like there is certainly some parts of me that are more like like again, nicknamed Jess the Yes. Um, like Kyle is absolutely really more laid back than me. I am a yes person. I'm open to stuff, but I am not laid back. That is the opposite of what I am. Okay, not laid back. Um, I do not, Hank does not, there's no tension in Hank. <laughs> There is no unless you put him on a stage. Unless you put him on a stage, but then if you offer to pay him ninety dollars to ride that train for Huey Lewis and the News, Mm -hmm. that was a school concert. School concert, um, the power of love. He had to dance to, (laughs) and I offered him. I offered him a lot of money. He was like crying the day before, and I offered him a lot of money if he not only actively participated, but like. In, went all in. When 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 they said the lyric "Ride that train," that he would make a choo choo motion, <laughs> like, and he did it. I it was amazing. And anyway, all that to say, no, it doesn't feel true to me that he will ever. Okay, uh, because he. Well, now is, I can't wait to meet yeah, him. Yeah, you know, he's confirm. just too like. Yeah, he's too lackadaisical for. He'll come grab some sour patch. Kids He'll at grab 10, sour patch kids at ten thirty. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I was talking to somebody earlier today. And this, I'm going to circle back to what I'm saying now. I don't want this to be dismissive of your story. Fair. But I was talking to somebody who had like what you would consider like these big, crazy things happen, worldly struggles to the very, very depths. And we were talking about how she had been through that and what was really the most um, amazing to her was recently that God had been working on like her anger and her pride after having like these really big things. Yeah. So I love when God shows up in what we might consider like in the, the details, in the, in the things that don't feel like he's delivering us from addiction. Yeah. But to me, that's showing just how big he is and, and how he sees all of the things and wants to be in all of those things. Hundred percent. Not to dismiss yeah, that your no, things no, are no, little. No. <laughs> no, I can still like I remember a sermon, and that was like talked about Jesus on the cross. He cared about Mary, and like that the apostles were going to care for her, and mm. like the minute details matter to him. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Well, and uh, I don't. 
I don't know if I've, you've probably heard me tell this story because I only have five and Laura <laughs> has been present for all of them. Um, but one of the, I, I, I always say I hate, I hate the expression. I think I've said it to you. I hate the expression first world problems. Um, and I hate that expression because, um, what's like, everybody wasn't locked in a closet and like neglected and not fed. Right. Like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. And I'm sorry if that happened to you. Um, it didn't. But, yeah. but, 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 you know, like that was, that's not everybody's story. Um, but I don't really think God's in a comparison game. Mm. Like pain is pain. Mm-hmm. Um, suffering is suffering. Um, and again, I, I, that doesn't mean we can't have some perspective and all that, mm-hmm. but it, it, but it does mean that we don't, we also don't need to belittle like mm-hmm. um, he, he actually cares about, the fact that I feel anxiety about like my ongoing um, com- uh, confrontation that I'm going to have to have with the school district, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. he cares about that. It's it's small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. It's small potatoes in the grand scheme of things in my life, but I it does it it does it does concern me. It does, and he cares about those mm-hmm. things, and those things aren't nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks. They, yeah, they yeah. still like those things aren't they, those things aren't nothing. Um, they matter, and they like uh, that. Like one of one of my favorite psalms is that that one where he, it's, it says he like all of our tears he collects in a bottle. Mm. Like um, he, he knows cares. them all. Yeah. He knows mm-hmm. them all. He sees the pain that we experience and our big T and little T trauma. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we're just thankful that he brought you to Tommy. <laughs> That dear Tommy. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Tommy Don- the Donahue. Donahue's. The Donahue's. Mr. Are and Mrs. Donahue. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tommy Donahue. That might be the title of the mm-hmm. show. Yes, that'd be good. <laughs> well, uh, Abby, we're so grateful that you agreed to come on. Thank you again. Um, and we're glad that you guys joined us for Embarrassment of Riches. Thank you.